Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. What up, players? It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Thursday. It is the third day of March 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there, man. Here I am. Holy Jesus. Welcome to Thursday. This week's almost out, pal. I know. I uh, hope that's okay. You got any big plans coming up for the weekend? Boy, we're getting uh, out far out. Are we? Planning, planning I mean, the weekend. Weekend Jesus, actually kind of technically starts tomorrow. Oh, uh, really? in that case, uh, yes, lots of plans. What's going on, man? I, I don't know. Uh, we're going to be celebrating uh, my mother-in-law's uh, birthday. We didn't get a chance to do that last week. It was her birthday. Nice. So uh, we're going to be uh, heading over to their place Saturday and... Probably have some dinner, play some cards. A little brouhaha? A brouhaha. I like that, man. Hopefully it's good. My best to D, of course. Happy yeah. birthday to her. Uh, hopefully, uh, I want to get into what I did last night on this show at some point Gross. today. And maybe, oh yeah, we're going to get real detail. Uh, and uh, hopefully it may add a couple of things to do for you. Because uh, I'll get into all the details, but there's, there's some things that I want to talk to you about. Oh. And I can't do so until you do some stuff. And maybe this weekend it'll be motivating for you to do these things. Which doesn't take a lot of big J effort, which I know is one of the keys to getting you to do something. Yeah, so, you got to give me a reason to do it. Yeah, I'll give you a reason to live. Uh, that's coming up a little God. bit later. Plus, we also have some tickets to go check out Monster Jam. That is happening at the Fort Idaho Center next weekend. Friday and Saturday, there are three shows. One Friday night, uh, two on Saturday, a matinee, and then a 7 o'clock show. We got tickets to the Friday show that we're going to be blowing out a couple times over here on the big show. That's exciting. We also have an opportunity for you to play some bad impressions today. That's always fun. The kids seem to like that. And all sorts of other fun over the course of the show, including a nerd alert from Radio's Big J as we move forward as well. But let's get started with some music on this very show. We'll kick things off with one of Big J's favorites, Metallica. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday, but we did talk about how the Boise State Broncos won the Mountain West Championship, the regular season title outright with a Tuesday night victory at Extra Mile Arena over a Nevada team that is probably not as great as it has been in years past, but a victory was a victory. But the victory was marred a little bit by what happened after the game, and now people are starting to get held accountable for it. If you haven't seen the stuff that circulated on social media and you're not familiar with collegiate sports, usually when there is a big thing that happens, like, I don't know, a team wins its first ever outright uh, conference championship since joining a conference over 10 years ago, it happens in college basketball where fans storm the court, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a thing that you've seen a billion and a half times on TV. Uh, Unfortunately, things went awry when fans stormed the court at the Boise State game on Tuesday when Extra Mile Arena security got a little too aggressive trying to stop people from going onto the court, which was a feeble attempt anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, you've got people rushing in, but there was a particular kind of section that was overly aggressive, and the video that is circulating on social media does not look good. It looks like basically they were beating the crap out of some kids, and that's not a very good look. Uh, the video is all over social media, and now they're starting to take a little bit of heat from it. On Wednesday afternoon, Extra Mile Arena released a statement saying, quote, we deeply regret and apologize for the way in which staff responded to fans trying to get on the court following last night's men's basketball game. 
and said that they failed to implement the post-game security plan that was developed in advance to the game in consultation with the athletic department. So they're taking responsibility, not letting you know exactly what happened, but know that everybody's aware, and if you see the videos circulating on social media, it's probably not going to make you feel great. And they know that they did not do a very good job with it, but also, I mean, like, I'm not sure what they thought was going to happen. I guess that was my biggest takeaway from it was, oh, those poor kids first. Second was... What do you think you're going to do? Stop tens of thousands of people from rushing onto the floor? That's just not happening. The best way to do that is to get out of the way and then clear the court as soon as you can afterwards. Usually it takes all of five minutes for everybody to celebrate before they realize the cameras are cut and they go back to doing their regular thing. But it was just not a good look. Now listen, we, we don't have a whole lot of reasons to storm the court boys here from time to time. So take them when you can. But hopefully, especially against Nevada, we can use like, this. We deserve that yeah, moment as a learning moment, and hopefully, everybody that was caught up in the situation is okay. I haven't heard of any like you know serious post game injuries, but I'm sure there were some people waking up the next day not feeling great. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so hopefully, everybody's all right, and let's let's not do that again, guys. Mike Trout is probably the best player in baseball, Big J, and he yesterday publicly criticized Major League Baseball. After they canceled opening day and each team's first two series following the collapse of labor talks, the three-time AL MVP posted on social media, I want to play, I love our game, but I know we need to get this collective bargaining agreement right. Instead of bargaining in good faith, they locked us out. Instead of negotiating a fair deal, they walked away from the table, and there's no current date set to resume negotiations. Now, there is some talk, I don't know how true it is, but some of the biggest stars in the game are saying they're going to go play overseas. They might play in Japan while this whole thing wrangles out, which would be interesting because that's never... I mean, I guess it's been done a couple of times before with some lesser names, but not the big names in Major League Baseball. But right now, they currently are not getting paid for their job despite being under contract because they're locked out. So even if you have a you know $300 million plus contract like Mike Trout does, he hasn't received a check in three months. Now, I'm guessing he's doing just fine financially, but what I'm saying is he's not getting paid to do anything right now, and so he has the ability to go overseas and play if they want to. It's part of the collective bargaining agreement yeah. from last time around. I don't know if anybody's going to do it, but it sure as hell would be really interesting if they did. Big J and Oscar winners getting their own talk show. Jennifer Hudson is going to get one on Fox they're going to call it Big J. Are you ready for this? No. The Jennifer Hudson Show. Oh. And it's going to premiere this fall uh, as they start to see a void in the world of talk shows because, of course, Ellen is leaving her show. And uh, they see a little bit of space for some daytime talk as Kelly Clarkson and Drew Barrymore continue to battle it out for daytime talk supremacy. Wendy Williams, of course, is moving on. So Sherry is getting her own show. And now uh, Jennifer Hudson is as well. So we'll see who the new queen of daytime talk is. Because those shows still bring in some ratings. They're just waiting for somebody to kind of lead the pack. Listen, somebody needs to give stuff away to live audiences. Uh, it might as well be Jennifer Hudson, right? Right. So we'll see how that show does. Apparently it's only on Fox, though. That's the deal. It's not like a syndicated show. It's going to be on Fox stations nationwide. <laughs> Green Day, that is American Idiot here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. I will admit my uh, my spare time has been filled most recently with me completing or trying to get far along in the game Horizon Forbidden West, Big J. Uh, this is how I'm spending my free time right now. But oh, yeah. 
Uh, I, I had something happened last night that was interesting, and it turned into a weird coincidence, and then it turned into this is something that I need to tell Big J about because uh, it started to glitch on me a little bit last night, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm just playing it too much. I should probably just take a break. I'm going to watch a couple of movies instead. And so that's what I do, and I decide I'm in an action-adventure kind of a thing, and I stumble across a couple of movies that are in the recommended for you section of particular streamers that I didn't really know anything about, but as I watched them i was like i have to tell big j about both of these movies because i think he would really like them and then it turns out that just through sheer coincidence because i only watched it based on like the kind of picture that i saw i didn't even read the description um and in in one of the movies it makes sense but it, that that uh, that i that all these characters were in it but in the second one i didn't know it was a lot of the same people from the first movie that i watched because it was a totally different streaming network channel and a whole different thing but as i got forward into it and and I watched it towards the end, I realized, just by pure coincidence, they happened to be directed and written by the same person. So that was really weird. It was like a weird coincidence. I didn't know anything about these movies. And one of them you may have seen, but the other one you may have not seen. Um, but uh, which one do you want me to start with that I want to recommend? The one that you maybe have saw. I'm not sure if you did uh, watch okay, or not. Maybe? The... Maybe? Yeah. Um, we'll start with that one. It's on Hulu, and it's called Boss Level. Did you wa- Have you watched it? No, listen but, to me. But I've wa- I, I, watch I, I, I've heard of it. That's your homework. Write it down. Yeah. Watch Boss Level. Uh, and and the reason why I, I think that you would like it is because it's got somebody that that we enjoy that's been on the show before. Uh, and the less you know about, stop looking it up. The less you know about it, the better off you're going to be. I don't Jesus. want you to know okay. anything about the movie because you love to do that. But don't let it ruin it for you. Just go in and watch it because I think it's going to be better that way. But it's got our buddy Frank Grillo in it, okay? <laughs> and you know he can be I, hit and miss. Yes, I, I, I've seen the trailer for the movie. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's it looks good. so much fun. It looks great. And the cast is great, by the way. I mean, Mel Gibson's in it. Uh, he's the bad guy. He's great. Naomi Watts is in it. It's really, really good. And I did not know that it was written and directed by Joe Carnahan. Do you know who that is? That doesn't sound familiar. It, he, he, You've definitely seen his work. He was the guy that, uh, he. first of all, he, he, he's getting a resurgence, which is why he made both of these movies. But he wrote and created the story for Bad Boys for Life. And that was a huge, gigantic hit. And so now he's got the green light again. But he's also pretty famous for making some movies of his own. Back in the day, he made Smoke and Aces, which is a movie you may oh, have yeah. seen. Smoke and Aces he great. did the A-Team movie. He did The Grey, starring Liam Neeson. Uh, and so back, and then he took a break from like directing and just focused on writing. And now he's back again. Again, and Boss Level was fantastic. And then, after I'm done watching Boss Level, I was like, that was great. I'm in an action movie mood now. I flip over to Peacock, and I Peacock. watch a movie called Cop Shop. Have you heard of this? Oh, yeah. This has got Gerard Butler in it, uh, and that's all I saw in the, in the yeah, actual thing. it came thing. out not that long Exactly. Ago. It's only yeah. streaming on Peacock, and it, it came out just last year. Again, and, Frank Grillo. Yes, Frank yeah. Grillo's also in it, which I did not know. Again, just from the actual, uh, po- you know, from the frame that was in it, it was just Gerard Butler. But yes, Frank Grillo is also in that movie, and he's great in it as well, and Gerard Butler is fantastic, and that is like an assault on Precinct 13 in like a small town Nevada, and it's a lot of fun, and really well 
well done as well. And Gerard Butler is fantastic. So those are the two movies that I thought you should watch. I just, it was weirded out to me that I was in an action movie mood and they both happen to be written and directed by the same guy out of pure coincidence. But they are fantastic and I recommend that you watch them as soon as you can so that you and I can talk about them because I want to talk about them with somebody. But uh, yeah, the less you know about boss level guys going into it on Hulu, the better off that movie is going to be, I think, because I knew nothing about it. I didn't see the trailer or anything. I just saw like the freeze frame and I was like, yeah, why not? It's recommended for me. I'll give it a shot. It's a Hulu original and I really, really enjoyed it. And both of these movies are like 90 minutes, so you can breeze right through them. They're not like super long time commitments, but they're both action slash thriller slash kind of mystery kind of thing that you, I think, would really, really enjoy. So that's my homework for you if you can't. Find time over the next couple of days to watch those movies so that we can talk about them because I only, I think that you would enjoy them. I'm not sure how the wife would feel about them because they are fairly violent. Both oh, of she them. loves violent movies. Uh, what then, are you talking about? Well, I mean, I know sometimes she doesn't like it. It depends on the violence, first of all, mm. uh, because I know she didn't like the opening scene of Yellowstone, that which has in, me that, concerned. That involves an animal. I know. It has uh, nothing to do with violence. It's an animal. But it's Is there animal people getting killed in this? That's why I'm trying to warn you in advance. It's well, not now something... I don't want to watch either one of them. Uh, it's not like a Man. lot. Oh, Jesus. You leave animals alone, people. Never mind. Morning After with Nick and Big J. I don't know why I bother. We got yeah, your nerd either. alert next on the X-Rocks. Hi, folks. <laughs> The best in tech and gaming, Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. Now the world has waited 23 long years, but it's finally happened. Red Hot Chili Peppers' Californication song has been turned into the game none of us asked for thanks to the work of developer Miguel Camps Ortiza. Its title track has been turned into a video game, finally! In 2000, the album's title track obviously was released as a single, and it came with a music video full of janky 3D rendered animated scenes that resembled an old PlayStation game, Nick. And Californication recreates the spirit of these scenes, except now you can actually play through them as if the song was a video game. I don't remember this video at yeah, all. Yeah, me either. According to Orteza, uh, the game started as a two-day challenge and snowballed into a full game with seven levels that have all their own setting and game mechanics. Those looking to relive the glory days of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which is it's still happening, I guess, can download the game for free. Uh, and uh, it's available on Windows, PC, and uh, Mac OS. Any interest? So, no, none at all. But I just thought that'd be relevant for uh, today's purposes. Uh, you wouldn't download an airplane, but you can absolutely use the internet to fly one. Microsoft Flight Simulator has made the leap to cloud streaming via Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which means it's now playable on a large number of devices with screens and internet connections. That includes your phone, and it's worth a shot. As one of the best games of 2020, Microsoft Flight Simulator is a love letter to aviation fans as well as anyone who enjoys taking postcard-worthy pictures of the world. It's also exhaustively elaborate sim that uses real-world map data to turn your screen into a flyover country but in a good way that it can now be streamed to your smartphone is nothing short of marvelous the cloud version of microsoft flight simulator is just one of the new additions to xbox game pass this month it's been available to download for uh the xbox series s x and pc for now some for for some time now but rounding out an excellent march lineup of the services uh also coming uh, marvel's guardians of the galaxy and kentucky 
Route Zero TV edition. Not sure what that game is, but excited. I'll be able to finally check out Marvel's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's from, so good, dude. Yeah, it's I know. So you you told me, and, and uh, I'm excited to try it out. So making for a range of widely different but altogether wonderful games to play thanks to that uh, Xbox uh, Cloud gaming service. Uh, on another note, Epic Games is continuing its habit of buying creator-friendly companies. The Fortnite developer has announced plans to acquire the online music platform Bandcamp. The move will help Epic build a creator marketplace ecosystem based on fair and open platforms, according to the companies. Uh, Bandcamp will still run its standalone store and community, and co-founder Ethan Diamond will continue to lead its operations. Uh, the two didn't say how much the deal was worth or when they expected to finalize the agreement, but Bandcamp or I'm sorry, Bandcamp has grown over the years and has paid musicians close to $1 billion so far. Yeah, it's really the only streaming service and music service out there that goes out of its way to pay the artists, which is yeah. impressive. And I like Bandcamp, too, because when you buy something from there, you can choose the format in which you get it. So if you want a lossless format like Wave uh, or any of the other ones, you, you get that. It's also the easiest music platform for unsigned local artists to upload their yeah, stuff to and sell their stuff on. I, I, I hope that doesn't change, but uh, they say it's not, but okay. we'll see. Yep. Uh, there's your Nerd Alert, courtesy of Radio's Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we got your important stuff, and we're going to go to hell. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. A business that kind of took a little bit of a backseat after the last decade, but, you know, was pretty popular about 10 years ago, is popular once again. It probably shouldn't surprise anybody. Because of the current state of the world, guess what's making a comeback, Big J? Oh, what? Bunkers, baby. Oh, man. Uh, Good old bunkers. Yeah, the uh, the prepping lifestyle is suddenly back in the limelight. Uh, one of the premier bunker-making companies in the country is called Rising S Bunkers, and it has seen a huge spike in sales since February 24th. How big? An increase in business of 1,284%. That's a pretty big increase in business. They're receiving interest from all over the world as well. The company sells bunkers of various sizes and costs, which of course need to be buried at least 11 feet underground. They can be outfitted with grow rooms for food. You can make fitness centers in there, elevators, swimming pools, more if you want to. Damn. The company says that all types of people bought their products, from professional athletes to celebrities, politicians, even tech companies. But bunkers apparently are the in thing to have again. There was a time you talked about building a bunker out in Middleton, Big J. Is that dream gone the way of the dodo? Uh, yeah, that was, that was always just, just dreaming. Never really. Uh, well, I mean, listen, it's not easy, first of all. You can buy a bunker, but then you got to get that thing in there underground. That's a big dig. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, yeah. 11 feet underground, and depending on how big the bunker is, that's a big hole. Uh, but you got to protect yourself, and you got to put it in the right way. So if you want a bunker, be prepared to do a lot of work. And, oh, by the way, pay a lot of money because uh, with the pr- the demand of business, the prices have gone up as well. So bunkers are no longer I would even call them affordable, but you'd have to be a slave. Were they ever affordable? I don't know. I mean, I never really price checked them until today, and I was like, holy bleep, you have to be a professional athlete to afford these things. But, I mean, they're also not like your run-of-the-mill, you know, regular bunkers. I mean, these are some high society stuff that you can really get into if you want to. A reminder from your friends here at the morning after, never throw away anything. A, A used ticket from Michael Jordan's very first NBA game has sold for $468,000, Big J. 
Mike Cole of Connecticut said he remembered that he even had the ticket after seeing a recent story about a torn stub from that same game being sold for 264000 So he figured if he could find his ticket, it would be a lot more because, you know, he hasn't been messing around with it. And sure enough, he was right. He got about half a million bucks for the unused ticket. Not a bad deal at all. So, congratulations. I wonder what that's going to do to the world of collecting, because, you know, one of the things that's kind of also gone away the last couple years are physical tickets to things. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Everything is digital. All, thing, all things are done on an app. Like, the last big events I bought things to, I've had delivered to me in an app and didn't have any real physical tickets, nor any way to get them. So, it'll be interesting to see what, or maybe that's what makes these even more valuable. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. that stuff just isn't around anymore. But uh, it certainly pays to hold on to stuff. If you watched Pam and Tommy on Hulu and thought, well, this is fine, but I'd much rather have it in documentary form, Netflix is here to save the day. Pamela Anderson apparently will get a chance to tell her own story to Netflix in a new documentary. The streamer tweeted out yesterday that the documentary film, which they've been making for the past several years apparently, is completely and totally with Pam Anderson's permission. And she is involved in the project, and it's a very big deal. And Pam Anderson uh, tweeted alongside of it saying, yes, she's happy to do it and uh, get ready to tell the whole story. So I don't know if it's just going to focus on the Tommy Lee years or if it's all like just a Pam Anderson story all boiled up into one. But this is a continuing trend with streaming services, whereas they all bastardize each other. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if one creates something that is popular, the others figure out some way to leech off of that. Like, you know, Tiger King, for instance. Now, three other streamers are working on a Tiger King thing. Pam, Pam and Tommy are on Hulu, and now Netflix is trying to capitalize on that success and do something with Pamela Anderson. So uh, I suppose that's what we get for, I guess, all liking things, is now we get inundated by stuff. So I'm sure it's not going away anytime soon, and I'm sure that just means that we're, like, I don't know, two weeks away from Tommy Lee announcing his own documentary on Peacock or something. We so can only hope. Get ready. Uh, of course, that makes the most sense for him to be on that streamer. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. We are headed to India for today's We're Going to Hell story. And I have never partaken, but I can't imagine that medical school is an easy thing to complete. You know? Oh, yeah, no kidding. I mean, there's a lot. I don't care what kind of profession you decide you want to get into, what kind of range of medical knowledge you would like to profess, but it has got to be a very difficult undertaking to be able to do it. That being said, I mean, maybe I have too much faith in people, but I, I, I want to believe and I hope that everybody that has gone to medical school got their most out of it and did a really good job at it so that they could go on to be a doctor. You understand? Right. I guess what I what I don't want to think about and now doctor? I'm forced to because of this story is people cheating their way through medical school. Oh, that's, yeah. Oh, boy. And we don't like, need that. That's not... <laughs> please don't. I'm sorry. I have to. No, because, I mean them, the cheaters. No, yes. I mean, like, I don't want... I, I, I'm not perfect. I, I, I have admitted on this show in the past to, in my high school and my educational career, to maybe just maybe taking some shortcuts on a test or two to get to the next level or do something better than what I thought I was going to do on an exam. It didn't always work out, 
but and it wasn't certainly something I did all the time. But I, I would be lying if I said my eyes didn't wander to another paper from time to time during my educational career. I just think that people that go to medical school are better than that. But now I'm learning out that I'm wrong. Because not only are they cheating, but boy howdy are they going to extraordinary lengths to which cheat. Especially this particular guy that got stuck and caught over in India is now getting a lot of attention because of it. The student went to the Mahatma Gandhi Medical College and had failed a particular medical exam multiple times over over the last couple of years. And so he was desperate to pass this class in his final attempt. He devised a plan. That plan was to have a tiny Bluetooth device implanted into his ear that was connected to his cell phone. An exam proctor had a reason to suspect the student was cheating and then conducted a body search of the dude. That's when he found the cell phone hidden inside a hidden pocket in his hoodie that was connected to the Bluetooth device that he later discovered was implanted in his ear. And yes, during a subsequent interrogation, the student admitted to having a small skin-colored device implanted in his ear by a surgeon so that he could cheat on this exam easier. Which is incredible to me. Not only the lengths that he would go to to do so, not only the fact that this is his multiple times taking this test, so by now you should have some questions figured out, but also that a surgeon somewhere would agree to do this. Like, yeah, dude, I'll well, implant something. Cheated his way through. <laughs> right. Like something you hand down. Yeah, you're exactly right. This is somebody that's probably got questionable ethics already because of his cheating his way through college. And now I'm starting to question, hey, how many how many of them kind of fudge their way through medical school? And also, I mean, like, maybe that's good information to learn if you're going to a doctor, right? Doctor? I mean, you should... I'm not asking to know everybody's GPA, but boy, I mean, I guess there was a certain amount of, I don't know, understanding that you get when you step into a doctor's office, and I guess it's not out of the question that somebody could have technically cheated their way through medical school, and then gets their own practice, and now we're worried about all sorts of stuff, right? I mean, this opens up the door to all sorts of problems. Now, I don't know what the test was about. It obviously was a required exam for him to take it and graduate from medical school, so it probably had to be a fairly important one. Yeah, now when they amputate the wrong uh, appendage, is that, are they the cheaters? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, it seems like there's a lot of stuff that could go into it and a lot of things that could go wrong. And yeah, I mean, also, if you're going to be a doctor, you probably should think, hey, I'm dealing in life-saving things. I should probably know this stuff. I can't jump on my Bluetooth in the middle of a surgery while things go sideways. Or you shouldn't, anyway. Needless to say, the student's exam was disqualified. He is facing possible criminal charges and has been expelled from the school, so he will not be a doctor. But I don't know what they're going to do with the surgeon that agreed to implant him with a cheating device, though. That seems like uh, he probably shouldn't be a doctor either. But what do I know? Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. Rob. Here's some corn for you. That is Freak on a Leash here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X-Rocks. I'm not saying he's a good follow on Twitter. I'm not even suggesting that you should follow him on Twitter, and I'm guessing that you don't. But if you get a chance, it might not be a bad idea if you're on that particular social media. 
platform to check out Pat Sajak, Big J. He is the host of a little show called Wheel of Fortune. Perhaps yeah. you heard of it. Well, Wheel of Fortune has been very popular for the last three days on the internet because there is a clip that has gone viral from Tuesday evening's episode. Uh, maybe you've seen it where the contestants struggle to solve a puzzle that seems, at least to the layman, to be very, very easy to solve. Have you seen the clip? No, I haven't, no. They are struggling to solve the the puzzle, another feather in your cap, right? And they've got pretty much the whole words, another feather, and then like there's a couple of words, letters missing in your and cap. Like the A is in cap, but the, the C and the P are not turned over yet. You understand? Right. And so uh, basically it's gone viral because everybody gets a turn and some people get two turns and they can't figure it out. Uh, and everybody's like, oh my God, what a bunch of idiots. You know, that's exactly the kind of, you know, basic, uh, I guess, story angle that we go with when something like that happens. But Pat Sajak, to his credit, has put together a nice little Twitter thread to try to kind of defend the people that had to go through this particular nightmare. And he is trying to quell the people from making fun of them. I'm not sure how it's working. But, you know, it is understandable because he, he does explain the situation a little bit more clearly because the very first guess in it is another feather in your hat, which is a phrase that people use. And that's what Pat yeah. Sajak said. Some people use that. And he said, now you have to remember that you're that certain that that's what the puzzle is because that's the way you've heard the phrase for your entire life. And then we tell you it's wrong, right? So right away you start to panic and you're like, how could it be anything but that? And then, you know, you're told, I guess, in a pre-production meeting that if something like that happens, look at the other board, which kind of shows you, much like Wordle, there is a board in the Wheel of Fortune studio that shows you the letters that are guessed already. You know what I mean? So that you're not a a guessing the same letter more than once. Yeah. And so you start filling in the letters that haven't been guessed just to kind of make sense. And so you get, uh, somebody said, another feather in your lap, another feather in your map. And so they're trying really hard to figure out what this possibly could be until they finally solve it but of course they've gone through two turns each and everybody made fun of them for it so Pat Sajak is trying to tell people to calm down because can you imagine how you're so certain it's this thing and then oh by the way you're in front of a national audience you're on television you're worried about being wrong and proven wrong and what an idiot you look like and so the pressure starts to compound and then oh by the way you finally get it right but your worst you know nightmares are realized because the entire internet is making fun of you and Pat Sajak is trying to say, hey, everybody, take it down a notch. You know, it, we're talking about, you know, somebody that's going through a fairly tough time where they already have some insecurities and this is not helping. And that has led to the thread, which is a bunch of former Wheel of Fortune contestants that are now posting their YouTube clips of them doing really stupid things on Wheel of Fortune and going, yeah, this is real. Sometimes you're under pressure and it doesn't do you that well to realize that you're going to get made fun of because of it and you know it. And so it's kind of been an acceptance thread, which is nice. Do I expect it to call off the dogs and have us stop making fun of people? Absolutely not. But it is something that you realize as you watch these shows that you're like, man, it's probably a lot more pressure filled than you would think. And there's a lot of things that maybe you find yourself in that situation where you're sitting at home and you're like, that's got to be easy. And then you find yourself in that situation. You're like, holy Jesus. Yeah, how not. about this? Just try Pop Culture Smackdown. 
Okay, getting on a, a, a radio show, a very popular oh. radio show. Who's that? Is that us? Yes. Okay. And then, you know, having to come up with an answer and, you know, people, you're nervous a little bit. I mean, that's a, a, a microcosm of sure. that uh, to a degree. You're obviously not going to have the opportunity to win uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But No, but you might go to a show that you really like. Plus, yeah. Big J's probably yelling at you. You're an idiot. I yeah, mean, I'm making fun help. of you for for being that. I'm that, that annoying person that Pat Sajak's talking about. <laughs> That can't be easy. Like, I have years of experience being on the radio. <laughs> I don't feel nervous about it. You pansies. <laughs> right. And so that can compound it. So maybe think about that next time. Also, uh, nothing for nothing here, but Pat Sajak, probably the only celebrity I know that has two verified Twitter accounts. He does? Why? One is his personal, and the other is for Wheel of Fortune stuff. Weird. That's weird. It's not fair. What's his personal stuff all covered with? I don't know. Uh, stay away. But you've also found yourself in that situation. If I remember right, like, you know, didn't you have to, like, fill in, like, last minute and do the national anthem? And that's not as easy as everybody thinks either, right? Oh, my God. I mean, that's like a pressure-filled thing, and you're like, I think I know the words, but do I? Also, I'm not a singer! Right! Okay? Right! I mean... I can't... I've heard Smells Like Teen Spirit 753,000 times. I couldn't tell you all the damn words in that song, let alone sing it. Uh, and that's not even one you're lukewarm. I mean, there's Metallica songs you've heard more than that that you enjoy that you don't know the words to. <laughs> I mean, God, I'm a dummy. It's just, it's, it's, it's a lot harder than you think when you're under pressure. And sometimes we'd all do ourselves a little bit of a better look at things if we remembered that. So again, respect and kindness. I know it's not easy to do it all the time. And sure, you know, the low-hanging fruit is easy as well. But... It would suck to be in that situation, especially under pressure, and then to know that <laughs> you've gone viral is never a good feeling. But uh, thanks, Pat Sajak, both your personal and your professional accounts. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. JetBlue is about to pick up some of its business here at the Boise Airport, including some nonstop flights to New York City. New York City? Beginning in July. Uh, that's going to be the longest flight in Boise Airport history. We haven't gone that far in one stop before, nonstop, I should say. Crazy, So man. that's pretty nice. But thankfully, this particular story happened before all that went down. You definitely should not drink and drive. But one thing you probably shouldn't also do, Big J, is drink and fly. And a JetBlue pilot measured a blood alcohol level of more than twice the legal limit on a breathalyzer test Wednesday morning. Ooh. So it had to be taken off a plane in Buffalo, New York. James Clifton was the pilot. He was arrested and could potentially face federal charges. The 52-year-old was passing through airport security when a TSA agent noticed that he looked like he was about to fall down, went up to him and noticed that he smelled like a damn bar and was like, hey, is that normal? No, probably not. So the police removed him from the cockpit of the plane after the TSA agent notified personnel and then gave him a breathalyzer, and he blew a .17. That's more than twice the .08 legal driving limit, and more than four times the level, which is .04, in which pilots are considered to fit to fly. I didn't know there was a different breathalyzer or a different blood alcohol content for pilots or drivers, but I suppose it makes sense. So the FAA is investigating. JetBlue said they're cooperating with law enforcement and launching their own internal investigation. The airline also says that Clifton has been removed from duty until further notice, but never a good look. And it was like 10 o'clock in the morning, too. It's like, dude. Yeah. Get some it, help. Take it easy. 
The overtime rules could change in the NFL. Both the Indianapolis Colts and the Buffalo Bills have proposed changes that would guarantee each team a possession in the regular season and the postseason of overtime. The NFL's competition committee is meeting in Indianapolis this week and is expected to discuss these proposed rule changes. How say you, Big J? I don't know. Do you think they need to change? You watch football. I mean, is it going to stop everybody from... Bitching and moaning when the team loses in overtime. Not. Of course not. Well, if they if they both have an equal opportunity to have, the, I mean, I I don't think that's too much to ask for in an overtime situation, playoffs especially. Give each team the opportunity to have the ball. I I, I you know what I mean, and just end it there. Yeah, I mean the the other side of this this coin that you have to remember is now it's a seventeen game season, right? And now you've got the playoffs. And so it's a longer season than normal. Nobody wants to lose somebody to an injury because you want to have everybody wants an extra possession in a game or a game goes on longer or never stops or anything like that. That's the other side to this coin that you have to worry about player safety. And so I'm actually okay with the NFL playoff overtime rules. I don't see why they shouldn't be extended to the regular season. Which is, again, both teams have an opportunity to get the ball unless the team that gets the, the winning kickoff, returns the kickoff, gets a touchdown. If you can't stop the team on a touchdown drive in overtime to begin overtime, I don't think you deserve the ball. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, of course, we had a lot of issues with overtime in the playoffs this year, which are a very big deal, So, and that's exactly what happened. Playoff teams weren't able to stop the other teams on the opening drive of the actual possession, and that was an issue, like the, for attention, the Chiefs and Bills game comes to mind. And so, while it was a hell of a lot of fun to watch, the Bills never got a chance to touch the ball in overtime, so they're upset. But I don't know if it'll happen, but they're going to talk about it come a competition committee time. It must be nice to be Zendaya, Big J. A new study has found that she is the most in-demand actor in the U.S. and worldwide. Of course, she's on a very popular television show. Uh, she's also on a, in a very popular series of movies. So everything Zendaya touches is turning to gold right now, according to Business Insider. She apparently has got a great uh, prop, uh, popularity score as well as a return on investment score that's through the roof. Her global demand is 38.5 times more than the average celebrity, which is pretty impressive, Big J. So Zendaya is a big deal. You better jump on that and Zendaya train early. You understand? Yeah. Well, I, I think I have been. Well, you haven't been watching her TV show, I believe, right? Well, I don't have any interest in the TV show. Well, but I mean, I, it doesn't mean I don't have interest in Zendaya. That's true. She's also Michi if you want to watch that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Ow. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And we got some tickets for you coming March 11th and 12th to uh, the Ford Idaho Arena. You've got uh, Monster Jam. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll get you to the uh, 7 p.m. showing on uh, March 11th. You got to beat me in pop culture smackdown. That is next Friday for those of you not with the calendar in front of you. If you want to go, get on the phone 208 287 1003. You must defeat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown. That is the task you have in front of you. Are you ready to play, Big J? Yeah, you bet. Into the phones we go. Hello, The X. Hey, what's going on? How you doing, buddy? What's your name? This is Pat. Pat, you're up first. Pat, what huge rock star performed an iconic version of the national anthem at the Woodstock Music Festival back in the 60s? 
Was it Eric Clapton, Janis Joplin, or Jimi Hendrix? Uh, I'll say Hendrix. Right. That is correct. And pat your buddy on the back that helped you get that answer. Big J, what celebrity got bashed for ending their version of the national anthem with a crotch grab on the mound? Um... Any help over here? Nobody here to help me. Roseanne Barr. Right. That is correct. You pat your invisible buddy on the back. Back to you, Pat. Uh, according to the hit Disney cartoon Encanto and the hit song, what should we not be talking about? Is it Secrets, The Future, or Bruno? Oh, I watched like two minutes of that movie. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right there with you. Um, but I know the answer. <laughs> Maybe Bruno? Yeah, you don't. Right. Not supposed to be talking about Bruno. Don't talk about Bruno. Big J, name the movie that stars Jennifer Garner as Jenna Rink, the teenager who grows up overnight. Uh, It's 30 or something? I mean... mean, It's 30-something, but I don't know the rest of the title. 30's 30 and me? 30 for me? Wrong. What is I'm it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pat, do you happen to know the answer? He doesn't know. Oh, jeez. I'm not sure the question is. <laughs> uh, the answer is name the movie that stars Jennifer Garner as Jenna Rink, the teenager who grows up overnight. Oh, no idea. 13 going on 30. All right. Oh, man. 13 Damn it. going on 30. Congratulations, Pat. Monster Jam tickets are yours. Hey, Pat, don't feel bad about not doing that answer, man. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you and hook you up with those tickets, and we'll do some headlines. Those are next on the X Rock. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned superstore. Easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda's iPreCheck. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com, and that's where you'll get started. Headlines are as follows. Just has to smell awful. Nightmare fuel and oh hi there. Just has to smell awful. An overturned tractor trailer in Alabama was likely a little overweight, possibly from all the fat that it was hauling. Cleanup crews responded to a dangerous curve on Interstate 20 in Birmingham where a tanker truck had overturned and spilled 45,000 gallons of chicken fat all over the road. The spill shut down a portion of the highway for several hours while crews had to remove the rendered fat and get the truck off the road. Fortunately, nobody was injured. The cause of the the crash is under investigation, but that's a lot of chicken fat. And why? Like, I mean, where are they hauling that? Who knew the chickens had that much fat? Gotta cut it off, buddy. Uh, And uh, pretty gross to boot. I'm sure it was not a fun job to clean up. Can't be easy. Nightmare fuel or hot? Oh, hi there. Oh, hi there. A cow carried away by floodwaters in Australia was found wandering around the beach after floating down a river. The confused cow was spotting wandering around Tuesday in New South Wales. He is believed to have been carried away from its home by floodwaters and then washed up on the area after floating more than three miles down the Tweed River from the farm in the Tenora area. Police responded to the beach and were keeping crowds at a safe distance away from the cow because it was already freaked out, not knowing where it was. The fact that it had just taken a three-mile ride down a river probably wasn't that great either. Animal rescuers were contacted to help figure out a plan to relocate the cow, and they were able to do so. So it's back home just fine. They are actually kind of surprised that it had survived that long of a trip down the river and was just fine, but it was. So a little bit of uh, miracleness looking out for the cow. Maybe that's a special cow. Do you bring it back and give it a reward once you get it back? It's a good cow, right? They can't be cheap, right? No. So make sure you take care of your cows, I guess. But I'm just glad it's okay. We know how Big J feels about pets going sour. 
wrap it up with uh, nightmare fuel. Even in nature, bigger isn't always better. And now we have actual documented research of the first ever instance of a noble false widow spider actually catching and eating an entire bat. Moreover, a uh, particular type Whoa. of bat that is considered a protected species in the United Kingdom, furthering evidence that false widow spiders are impacting various native species populations around the area. But this is the first time a member of the spider family has ever been recorded eating a bat anywhere on Earth. Or any kind of bat for that matter. Moreover, this study also marks the first time any species of false widow spider has been recorded preying or eating a mammal. So it's a pretty big deal, but apparently these spiders are not messing around because the bat was about, oh, I don't know, six times the size of the spider that ate it. So that spider was going to town on that bat for a while. Damn. But it goes to show you, you should be scared of those spiders, Big J. Yes. I don't even know what a false widow is. It's a spider. I know I get it, but I mean, like, I know what a black widow looks like. I know what certain spiders look like, but I don't know if I could pick a false widow spider out of a lineup. False widow They don't look good? And they're tiny, man. Yeah, and that's what I'm telling you. you do some damage. So mind your P's and Q's. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. It's the latest from Hailstorm. That is the steeple here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. And people in downtown Boise head on a swivel, Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see how this goes. According to BoiseDev.com, uh, reporting that uh, the city of Boise is going to be the pilot program for a scooter company called Spin and 300 new remotely operated scooters, Nick. Uh, now, there are three-wheeled scooters, so they got two wheels in the front, one in the back, and uh, they uh, they actually have uh, cameras and um, on them to help them park by themselves and also deliver themselves to people waiting for customers. Yeah, so you're basically going to see autonomous scooters in downtown Boise going from point A to point B over time. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have a little help here and there, and they're not always uh, autonomous as they can also be remote, l- remotely operated by employees. Well, sure, but I mean, and there's going to be people on them as well eventually. Yes. But the point is they can get someplace without having anybody on them if they need to, like self-driving vehicles. These are just scooters. Yes. That'll be a sight to see. And this is something that they, and I think they announced it like two years ago, but the pandemic messed yeah. things up, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, you know, right now it's going to be, uh, to a, you know, um, relegated to a certain part of the downtown area. And we'll see how that goes. And eventually uh, it'll, you know, spread spawn out into uh, the further parts of the city but if you see a scooter rolling down the streets of Boise with nobody on it don't don't freak out. I imagine we're going to see this on like social media very soon. Oh, people I recording so. videos of just scooters driving through like ghost scooters. Yeah, and then people trying to mess with them. Because the we have not responded well to these scooters in this town. And so I wonder how it will go. But the biggest complaint people have had is they're just left in random places. And this is supposed to yeah. end that. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, what this is all about. And technology has, uh, you know, really upped its game and made that able to be a possibility. So. But be careful because... I mean, that could mean that these are going through crosswalks and you got to be careful as you're driving in downtown Boise as well so that you don't take one out or whatever the case may be. Still haven't used one. Uh, You still haven't used a a scooter? No. Well, you haven't really had a chance to really. So that's part of it. You haven't really needed to. But again, the only time I've done it was when I was, uh, you know, on vacation in another city. So 
Uh, they have them in Vegas because that seemed to me that would be. You know, I haven't been since the uh, since the scooter thing happened. I wonder, although I, you know, I've seen plenty of pictures and videos from Vegas and nobody on them, so I'm guessing maybe not. Uh, of course, I, I probably casinos don't want you to because they get a lot of foot traffic and it makes sense that you would go through it. But uh, yeah, that would be a chance for you. But are you into it? Would you try one or you, you think they're oh, I'm not, not for you? I'm not anti-scooter in any way, okay. shape or form. Okay. I just don't know if I could, you know, if you were interested in actually being on one, if that's something you want to do. I thought they were just fine. But that's my personal experience with it. But yes, uh, all by themselves scooters driving around downtown Boise very, very soon. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your bad impressions are next on the X-Rocks. America's been thunderstruck. I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, bad impressions here brought to you by the Idaho Sportsman Show. Don't miss the Idaho Sportsman Show, which is happening from today to the 6th of March. Find plenty of gear, guides, outfitters, RV boats, ATVs, and much more at Expo Idaho March 3rd, which is today to the 6th. Uh, and Nick, we got tickets. Uh, the Monster Jam coming to town uh, March 11th. That's next Friday, 7 p.m. We'll get you in uh, to see the uh, the big monster trucks at the Ford Idaho Center. You just got to figure out bad impressions. I had to dig deep because he keeps stealing all the good stuff. 208. Where we can do Zendaya. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play bad impressions today. All you have to do is figure out what celebrity Big J is trying to point you towards, and this Monster Jam prize becomes yours. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, the X. Hey, guys. What's up, man? You're up first. Good luck. I'm still working 9 to 5, and if I don't get to do that, I'm depressed. Mm, Dolly Parton. There you go. She's depressed? <laughs> Good no, job. She, she, if she doesn't keep busy, she gets depressed. Hang on one second, dude. We'll get your information. What were clues two and three? Pardon your ignorance. I'm a national treasure. And who wants to ride the rides at my amusement park? Dollywood. Now you know. Uh, why is Dolly Parton in the news? Dollywood. Here's something I did not know. That she has a uh, something called Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. And she has given away 176 million books to kids uh, in, in the South there, Nick. And uh, it's been a pretty big deal uh, for them in Tennessee and in the around the surrounding areas. But there's some senator uh, if from Kentucky accusing her of indoctrinating kids with her book program. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, the, the Twitterverse has exploded. Uh, and <laughs> that is so dumb. <laughs> the guy. I mean, I'm sure somebody, not, somebody from this state would probably jump on that train, but... Oh, wonderful. Uh, listen, keep doing what you're doing, Dolly Parton. You yeah. are a national treasure. You're going to get your ass into that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as well. You keep this up, too, and I'm all for that as well. Uh, 176 million It's books, impressive, man. man. I mean, listen, you know, we do that book drive every year with uh, the good people here in town, and it's fantastic. United, United Way. Way to help out a bunch of kids. And, you know, we uh, aim high for like 10,000, 15,000 books every year, and we're able to come through. But, I mean, it's really, really cool to see somebody like that. And basically unheralded, you know? I mean, like I said, you hadn't heard that before. I certainly hadn't. So it's pretty awesome to do that kind of stuff and really not have that many people know about it so that you know you're doing it for the right reasons and not just for the credit. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So well done to Dolly Parton, for sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks.
That is Bring Me the Horizon. It is Die for You. That's how we're going to wrap up the old morning after with Nick and Big J on this Thursday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Suggested a couple of movies to Big J today. Got a nerd alert from him. We also recommended that you do not cheat your way through medical school for reasons that we probably shouldn't have to go into detail for. And we also had a chance to talk about Magic House, so it was a pretty big Thursday show. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, 30 years ago, or 36 years ago on this day, Nick, Metallica released Master of Puppets. Happy birthday. Probably the most influential and biggest metal album of all time. Agree or disagree? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's pretty straight thrash metal. Yes, so. and it's chock full of ridiculously awesome songs as well. So uh, it's certainly one that uh, if you haven't heard of this band Metallica, you might want to follow them. I think they're good for big things coming their way. Yeah, good. Uh, that's what good I believe anyway. Prognosticationing. I could be wrong. I'm almost positive it's not a word. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for us. Jason Drew is coming in here next. We will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.